What's up, Red Raider Nation, and welcome to episode 45 of the Lone Raider Podcast. Thank you very much for tuning in. I'm your host, Jonah Young, the J-Train himself, and with me, as always, is my good friend, Nathan. What's your favorite fast food restaurant, Zunigo? What's up, buddy? Oh, it's got to be McDonald's, buddy, 100%. Mickey D's. Huh? Mickey okay. D's, man. Mickey D's has got me through a lot of tough times, and it's got me through a lot of good times, and it's got me through a lot of high times. You know, the, the highs, the lows, you bring, bring it on. Mickey D's got it all for me. I'm Mick loving it, boys. Mick loving it. I am. <laughs> I am. Are you Mick loving it like Mick loving? Uh, not like Mick loving. That guy was a different breed. Yeah, yeah, true, true. <laughs> You'll never be him. <laughs> Unfortunately not. No, I'll never be McLovin. Just a knockoff, I guess. <laughs> and back on the podcast is Mr. 210 himself, Nesto Martinez. What is up, Nesto? How you been, man? I've been good, bro. What's up? What's up? Glad to be back. Hey. Hell yeah, man. Glad to glad to have you back. Glad to have you back as always. On this week's episode, we are once again bringing the high-quality conversations your way, including but not limited to some more Big 12 realignment rumors going around, uh, a newcomer baseball debate that we're going to start, and we dish out our projected starters for the 2023 Texas Tech football season. All of that coming up here in just a little bit. But before we get into all that, I want to go ahead and remind you all to follow our social media accounts. That is at Lone Raider Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Also, feel free to leave us a five-star review if you so choose. Either way, we appreciate you all for supporting your local small-time Texas Tech Sports Podcast that is brought to you by the fans that give some dams and who are officially powered by the South Plainsman. Be sure to check them out. That is at South Plainsman on both Twitter and Instagram. So today is Wednesday, August 2nd, 2023, officially 31 days until Texas Tech football. Which a month. means, you know, a month, only a month. Yes, one month, and it's it's a long one. Officially, officially, a month. I, I, I believe I said this on the last podcast. August is my least favorite month, um, because it's it's such a tease. It's, it's just <laughs> such a tease month. Like you're, you've you've gone so long without football, and and it's right there, and you get a little bit of it. You get some preseason, but nobody really watches preseason. I mean, come on now. And then it's like right at the end of the month, you finally get football. You know, that's what I hate about it. I hate about it. But anyways, uh, getting into some uh, Big 12 realignment rumors that are kind of circulating around, um, which I'm kind of I'm kind of tired of the rumors, the speculation. Like, I want confirmation. I'm, I'm kind of tired of it. But uh, rumors surrounding potentially and perhaps inevitable addition of Arizona to the Big 12. This is stemming from an Arizona Board of Regents meeting after the Pac-12, Pac-9 uh, media deal was presented. <laughs> they end up having a meeting right afterwards to discuss the meeting that they were just in. So a lot of meetings going around, a lot of talkings being done. Um, guys, I kind of want to get y'all's perspective on Arizona as an addition to as a potential addition to the Big 12 coming on over. Uh, what are you guys' thoughts, comments, questions, concerns? What's up? Zuni, we'll start with you, man. Um, geographically, it makes sense, you know, at least. I, I know uh, we want to have, you know, everywhere, right? And we don't really have – we don't have an Arizona team, huh? Not a single nope. Arizona, no? So, yeah, it makes sense. And like I said, geographically, they're kind of in line with us anyway. So, you're not going too far. So, the you know, young men don't have to – um get a little jet lag because that's always fun but um arizona sure i i they're not a terrible program like his like they're all right um not much of a rivalry for us but i mean that's okay it could be i one-sided. mean we do have a good history with them texas tech we do has a good history with them we do we do we do we it's have played football. them a couple times we have played them a couple times in the past in football you know uh, i believe in baseball we're going to as well so there's also that because that's the other thing we also forget like there's other sports than just football yes, yes. <laughs> yeah i mean and, so uh, yes and we'll, we'll get to those in just a second Nesto, so i'm sure we will but yeah what, uh, what about you my, man my feelings on it um Kind of the same as Zuni. It's it's just mid. It's a mid. Mid. Thing, I think it's <laughs> mid. 
Like, you're not too, like, excited about it, but you're not like it's complete garbage. It's just mid. It's the mid feel all around, man. This is a podcast of mid, I guess. <laughs> no, we'll yeah, never, say, yeah, that. We'll never say that about this. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I personally, I like it. I feel like it's kind of been one of those things that's inevitable at this point. I think Arizona is really wanting to go to the go to the Big 12. I don't know the exact number. I don't think anybody really knows the exact number that was uh, flown out there by the Pac-12 commissioner to all of the athletic directors in that meeting. I don't know if we'll ever know, uh, to be honest with you. But it is uh, probably going to be significantly lower than what the Big 12 was willing to dish out. And Big 12, obviously, I mentioned on the last podcast, willing to dish mm-hmm. out almost $32 million per school for the media, media deals going around. I feel like maybe the Pac-12 kind of had somewhere along 21, 22 million per school. Um, obviously, Big 12 is beating that out by uh, by about 10 mil, which is good. You know, they want to. Uh, so, yeah, probably looking to um, go ahead and expand and go ahead and uh, change conferences to the Big 12. So that that's kind of what I think really went down there. But uh, overall thoughts about Arizona joining the Big 12, I think they bring um you know, a lot of pedigree, definitely to basketball. That's the big one is mm-hmm. that you already are in a, you know, a very tough basketball conference. Big 12 is already a tough one in general. You bring along Arizona, who has consistently been at the top of uh, of the Pac-12 and at the top of uh, even just the overall rankings. I believe they're a one seed or a two seed this past season. I'm not mistaken, if I'm not mistaken. But they are consistently mm-hmm. a very, you know, you know powerhouse in in a in college basketball world, so I mean they're going to be just a, a tremendous addition in basketball throughout the Big Twelve Conference and in baseball. This kind of gets overlooked. They bring a ton of pedigree in baseball. They have won four College World Series in the past. They have four of their name. Last one came in two thousand and twelve. Uh, and they played for the uh, College World Series in 2016. They were the runner-up in 2016. That's the one that uh, Coastal Carolina, they just had that miracle season, and they ended up uh, winning the College World Series back then. And so they bring so much uh, so much pedigree to both basketball and baseball. I feel like that's a tremendous addition. Football, you know, let's let's be honest, could be a little bit better, you know, I think, you know but they are committed to adding in uh, new new facilities developing those facilities and uh, they've already recruited a five-star recruit in this uh, this year's class um yeah they are very committed to football and they want to keep that talent home and yeah i think that uh they are a tremendous addition you know we, we can sit here and talk about you know, oh it's a mid ad i think you know hey like, you gotta take all of it into into consideration so i feel like we're just looking at football because football you know just right around the corner so if we take everything into consideration, I think they're a tremendous addition to this conference as well. So those are just my thoughts on it. Anything you guys wanted to spin off of that? Nah, I mean, you pretty much said all that needs to be said. It's a way more, I, I, I'll lay this out to y'all. What do y'all think that was the more of a, I guess, exciting add in bringing back Colorado or the potential of, you know, having Arizona? Cause I feel like it's, it's leaning towards that just happening. You know, at this point, like it's kind of a the, the script is writing itself, fellas. You know what I mean? I know somebody's mm-hmm. writing it, so yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> so, <don't know. laughs> yeah, guy. NCAA is writing the script for this football season. I hope Texas Tech has a has a leading role in it. You well, know? What would y'all What would y'all be more excited though with the add in between the the two the two teams that well one team not officially but come on let's be honest right it's probably I guess it just depends what sports what sport you look at. When yeah, thinking about those teams. Yeah, I mean, geographically, I was really happy they, uh, you know, hit the <laughs> nail around the head with that. You know, kind of getting the four corners. I believe they're probably going to target Arizona State and maybe Utah. That's kind of the, uh, the the big consensus there. I believe Oregon, Washington, probably going to go to the Big Ten. That's what they want to that's, do at least. I, I feel like yeah, the Big Ten has shown interest in offering Oregon and Washington because they kind of run the table. They kind of have the big decision to make there and what they want to do and what they do is going to change the landscape of college football for the next uh uh next uh, decade and a half really until the meteorites uh, it's fine so until be, the next realignment cycle wild, comes man. out at least so you know i i feel like it would be a tremendous addition you know getting the arizona schools and then getting utah i feel like that's kind of something that we really um Really thought was going to happen and could be in uh, fruition too. Apparently, uh, even though Utah fans are just dickheads on Twitter, they're, they're the worst, the worst. <laughs> they're, they're, you know, 
in in line with UT fans in my perspective. Definitely, uh, definitely on that. That's worse than Tennessee, buddy. That's all. Tennessee, Tennessee fans beat that. Yeah, yeah. They claim they're the real UT. Um, which, um, look, I'm not defending University of Texas. I absolutely hate the University of Texas, but it is don't mess with Texas. That's how the saying goes. It's, it's not don't mess with Tennessee because you can fuck with Tennessee. You can't fuck with Tennessee. <laughs> yeah, that, that's just my saying. That's all, that's all I'm saying about there. But uh, <laughs> um, getting back to that conversation, though, uh, to realignment talk, you know, I just... I'm, I'm kind of over it at this point. I I I, lo- I love the, I love the excitement that goes around to it. I love the potential you know rivalries that we can renew with Arizona and that we can get back with uh, Colorado as well, and uh, you know building some forging some new ones with BYU and maybe Utah and uh, Arizona State. Of course, we got some recent history with them. Yeah, I feel like they bring a, a lot in uh, a lot in basketball, and a lot in baseball as well. Um, go, yeah, I, I just I just Tulane, want confirmation bro. instead of speculation at this point. I'm I'm kind of get Tulane over the rumors though. Tulane, high, high off the, yeah, let's go get Tulane, bro. No, Screw let's it. not get Tulane. Let's, <laughs> Why not? Let's, let's not do that. <laughs> would it Tulane, boost bro. the Big Twelve academics? Absolutely. Yes, as yeah, as man. hard school to get Tulane. into, they would um, overnight change the Big Twelve academic accolades but hey man they were they were in the sec at one point they were they were in <laughs> fact i believe they played texas a&m for the national championship in 1939 and lost would you look game, at that actually would you so, yeah. 1939 1939, 1939. Wow. Wow. Holy, mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen pre-world war ii pre-world war ii a <laughs> crushing like, it it's that's, that's the biggest accomplishment <laughs> ryan depression <laughs> Um, but uh, yeah, let's uh, any, anything else you got on a realignment talk, boys? We're gonna move, nah, we're man. Gonna move on. We're being a dead yeah, horse. Okay. I don't think anything else is gonna really happen. Um, to be honest with you, as far as realignment goes, I think I think we're set for this season. Next yeah. year, I think the yeah. Bucks will pick right back up, but um, yeah, I think we're set for this season. Do we play Colorado in 2024 then? We don't play them this year. That's uh, sure. that, that'll be decided uh, once the schedules come out for next year. That should um, be fun. Yeah, because I mean, I, 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 obviously we're going to add at least one more team or one more school. Um, a lot of people think it's going to be Arizona. I don't know if we're going to add two more. That's the other question. Is it going to be just one more or is it going to be two more? That's kind of like the uh, the big question, what they're kind of um, speculations all about. It's going to be wild, bro. Floating around and everything. So that's, See, that's, uh, that's a big talk. That's crazy. See, see Deion Sanders at the Joneses, the Joneses. That would be a uh, that should be fun. Wild, I'd, I'd be bro. sitting right uh right behind the uh the Colorado section just uh just uh shouting be, some be a wild one man some very choice words. <laughs> I'd be I'd be there yelling out that it's Revis Island baby, the route Revis number one corner. Peg leg. I'm not a lie. I'd probably yeah. take a Deion Sanders Cowboys jersey and be like, sign my jersey, please, Deion. <laughs> Depends if they win or lose. He might. I don't know. <laughs> I bet it's Revis Island. Yeah. Yes, sir. Um, but yeah, no, that's pretty much my my two cents on the realignment. It's cool. Football Zoom is here, so we we can stop talking about it. It's, yeah. Yes, absolutely. And uh that's gonna be the uh main topic of our um of our discussion on this podcast today. Before we get to that though, I want to talk just a little bit more baseball. Um, I kind of want to bring this discussion up with the uh, Big 12 newcomers that are coming in this year in BYU, Cincinnati, UCF, and Houston. Um, we all talk about you know what they bring in football and what they you're, are going to bring in basketball. Houston's going to bring great basketball team. Uh, UCF, Cincinnati, BYU are going to bring really good football teams. Um, you know, but nobody's really talking about baseball and what they bring in baseball. And I've recently discovered after some research, what do they bring? What do they bring, um, Jonah? You know. Not a ton. <laughs> not a ton. Uh, not a ton. So that's kind of the uh, that's kind of the discussion wow, I want to have here. That discussion I want to have here on this podcast. You know, um, who brings the most pedigree in baseball, and who is going to have the most success in year one in Big Twelve baseball? You know, okay. if if it were me, I would say they're as far as pedigree bringing to the conference, they're very interchangeable. You know, you you could convince me that UCF's better than BYU or Cincinnati. I would say Houston probably brings the best pedigree. Um, however, you could definitely convince me otherwise. 
Um, but I feel like they're they're really interchangeable as far as like historic significance and the accolades that they have and what they're bringing on over. Um, it's different for baseball, though, I will say uh, for Arizona for baseball, I should say. Um, but, uh, you know, as far as the accolades they bring over, very interchangeable to me. Um, who's going to have the most success in year one? I would say Houston, probably. I'll say UH. Um, really? Yeah, just because, you know, being in Texas, 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 as far as seriously, goes, um, oh, them being able to recruit to Houston, uh, they get yeah. a lot of, uh, I know LSU has been basically a breeding ground for LSU recruits in, in the city of Houston, but they're able to retain a lot of talent in um, in the Houston area, which is a big area. I would say next, probably UCF. Because uh, I, I I did watch a little bit of UCF baseball this past year. They are a good team. You know, they, they really stuck to Maryland this, uh, this past season. I believe they lost the series, but it wasn't by much, you know, and uh, UCF definitely uh, knows how to schedule a lot tougher opponents in uh, in baseball as well. So I think UCF probably number two. I'm going to go ahead and say BYU number three, and then last I'll put Cincinnati. And honestly, those ones could be flipped, but I think the top two, the top two could definitely be flipped too. I think uh, it, it would be easy to convince me UCF is the best one and then Houston second. Uh, but really, I think they're kind of interchangeable in the top two and in the bottom two. What would you guys say? As far as baseball goes, that's what you're. This is the what we're going off of. As far as baseball, um, okay. Yes, sir. Well, a lot of Dominicans live in Florida. Um, they do. Yeah, so there's a good chance of getting some nice Dominican <laughs> boys. So off top, I'm going UCF, bro. Going with okay. the Floridas, the Floridians, if I'm being honest with you. And then another part of me, you know, I know the Mormons be having them white boys, and then white boys can play <laughs> baseball. <laughs> definitely pitch. So they definitely can, man. So, you know, I mean, BYU looking kind of nice there to me, man. Some, <laughs> a lot of white boys out of Utah. <laughs> that is strictly how I'm ranking this, by the way. Um, <laughs> just ethnicities? So yeah, that's, that's what you're doing? Just, <laughs> just ethnicities, just off. <laughs> Straight up, yeah. If I'm being honest with you, I'm probably if I had to bet, it'd probably be UCF just because for whatever reason, Florida is just weird, and so are their schools. And they somehow always have it where a Florida team just does better than what they were expected to. And UCF is one of those Florida teams lately. It's actually been it's kind of ah, who's who's in who who's the most consistent Florida team right now, as far as football goes. <laughs> football is yeah uh yeah it's kind of all over the place right? right there that's the answer kinda, i mean kinda, ucf kinda, might be the most kinda. consistent ucf so, so as far as as far as recruiting goes i don't think that's even that hard of a discussion now because of recent success that they've had so yeah i'm, yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go i'm gonna roll ucf having a, a pretty decent baseball season florida teams wild uh dominicans can play baseball um then after that, it's probably BYU. And I, if I had to take a, a guess, I think Cincinnati does the worst of the bunch. Is that the consensus that Cincinnati is probably going to be the worst of the I bunch? I would say I feel like, so. Right, yeah. right. That I feel confident saying that Cincinnati is probably going to be lackluster in baseball. Yeah, and that, Houston, that's not I don't me. Know. Like, that's, that's not us like crapping on Cincinnati. Cincinnati could absolutely surprise us this year. They could have a fantastic year in baseball. But, nah. you know, I, I it's, it's just kind of nah, I'm writing them that. off. I'm riding them off. You're riding them off right away. Yeah, I'm riding them off. I don't know. Just just hear me out. I don't know. They've been to like eight World Series, college World Series in a row. I'm just saying. It's cool. (laughs) Uh, So, Nesto, man, what about you? Who do you think is going to have the best uh, best baseball season of the newcomers in the Big 12? Uh, I'm going to have to go UCF, Houston, uh, BYU, and then Cincinnati. Yeah, they, I think the consensus here is that uh, Cincinnati would uh, is going to finish last. Um, or, 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 uh, watch, watch them. Watch, watch, watch them run, finish the, run the season, bro. <laughs> watch them run the season on everybody. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, that that wouldn't surprise me at all, to be honest with you. Like the way this conference is shaking out, and like the possibilities that we have, I don't think anything really would surprise me in any. Uh, any sport really, you know, whether it be football, basketball, baseball, softball, volleyball, like I, I don't know. Like, I mean, you, you could, um, you can convince me of anything right now, but yeah, it's just, uh, that's, that's, that's what I got. So I think the consensus is that, you know what? Fuck it. I'll switch my top one with UCF. I'll go UCF, Houston, BYU, Cincinnati match everybody. 
Well, we'll match it. <laughs> we'll match it. Nice. <laughs> yeah, no, mine's off the Dominican, straight up. That's that's my reasoning, boys. <laughs> no other reason. No, no, uh, no looking into it. Just straight off of that. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. There you go. Well, alrighty. I guess we're gonna go ahead and move on to the uh, main topic of today's discussion. And uh, we're going to be discussing, or uh, I'm going to be giving out my projected 2023 football starters for Texas Tech roster this year. Um, and then y'all can uh, y'all can uh, dish out yours. You can tell them where I'm right, where you think I'm right, where you think I'm wrong, um, who you would switch out there, uh, really anything. And uh, before I get this going, like, look, uh, to all the listeners out there, I know I'm going to be wrong. I know there's going to be some spots here that you might disagree with. You might, you know, have um, you know, a say about, but I, look, look, this, is just, this is just my list. So I think it's going to be starting. And good thing is there's 18 returning starters from this roster. So it's pretty easy to make this list right here, guys. It's not hard at all. Okay. You don't say, you don't <laughs> say. Um, But, uh, I'm gonna go ahead and start off with it. Let's 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 get this one start off. So I'm start off the offensive side. Mm-hmm. So quarterback, uh, pretty obvious. Tyler Shuck, you know, started last year. His name started in the uh, in the summertime. Like yeah, like like post spring is named the starter for uh, for the season. That was pretty easy. You know, let's just go ahead and move on. He is uh, eight and one as a starter for us. I'm hoping he stays healthy. I think that's the big thing. Is he going to stay healthy? for this whole year, you know, and that's what I really want. Um, he better be healthy in the Tyler Shuck revenge game against Oregon where he faces his former school. Um, I'd love to see that. I'd love to see him throw 500 and 600 yards against them. That'd be a sight to see, but yes, Tyler Shuck QB one, pretty obvious. He's already named QB one, um, uh, a long time ago. So yeah, pretty easy one there. Running backs. Should be also pretty easy. Taj Brooks, man, uh, this dude just continues to impress. Uh, every year he gets better and better. Um, and yeah, I mean, he, he's really that every down back. He uh, went from being kind of more of a more of like a power back, more of like a third down type running back, to being that every down back. He's got a lot more shiftier. He's deceptively quick, deceptively shifty, and um, you know, can hit holes and hit them hard. And every time you give him the ball, you know, good things are, are bound to happen. Uh, followed by Cameron Valdez. I feel like uh, Cameron Valdez, you know, has really come on, really come on strong the last uh, couple of years. And I, um, you know, I, I feel like he's going to be a really, he's a big force to be reckoned with. You know, he's he's going to make his presence felt in. Uh, in the Big 12 and uh, for Texas Tech fans and everybody. So, yeah, Cameron Valdez and Taj Brooks being the starting running backs of the two. Moving on to wide receiver. Uh, first off, we got Jerome Bradley. You know, he'll be wide receiver one, followed by Miles Price, wide receiver two. Dre McCray, which is just an awesome name to say, by the way. I, I, I love that name. <laughs> Transfer from Austin P. Super quick. Uh, gonna be that uh, gonna be that slot guy right there. I mean, he's you know he, he burning down the field can definitely uh, uh definitely be a deep threat. So yeah, Dre McCray, and then Luke Fungi, kind of the other guy on the outside, another big six foot four receiver, and um I also like you know throwing a guy like JJ Sparkman, maybe a Brady Board. I mean, we, like receiver room is and never will be a problem for Texas Tech. I've kind of learned this. You know, throughout the years, like we're always going to have a pretty stacked receiver room. And, uh, you know, it's just going to be who's ever the best is going to be on that field at that time, you know. And uh, I feel like the, these four I'm very, very confident in. And uh, I feel like those are probably going to be your top four leading receivers in, you know, whichever order they may come in. But mm-hmm. yeah, those ones are definitely going to be your top uh, top guys. Uh, you know, shout out to, you know, once uh, again, JJ Sparkman. <clears throat> Or a guy like um, you know Brady Boyd, maybe stepping up this year, you know could potentially make their make all their presence felt. So yeah, that's why I have uh, that's my top four starting receivers. Okay. Then we get to the offensive line. Now this unit last year was very very shaky to say the least. Definitely was the weakest part of our offensive unit as well. Um, you know, but now you've had a year to reflect on that. I mean, Joe McGuire knows it, Zach Kelly knows it, Stephen Hamby knows it. They all know that the offensive line was the weakest unit last year on offense, which is not what you want. That's that's a very, very uh, important unit when it comes to football. We all know this. 
but they've had a year to look at, had a year to, you know, get some other guys in place and uh, recruit some other players and shake things up a little bit. Uh, So, you know, I feel like the offensive line is going to be much better. You know, it's not going to be as uh, as shaky as it was last year, where if we didn't have mobile quarterbacks, we'd be in danger. Right. Uh, So left tackle, I got Monroe Mills. Uh, left guard Cole Spencer transfer from West Kentucky finally getting to play this year was supposed to be a starter last season, uh, but ended up uh, having a back issue and was ruled out for season last year. Uh, but he's transferred from West Kentucky played on Zach Kitley there. Uh, he's very familiar with the system. Uh, center Rusty Stats also a transfer from Western Rusty. Kentucky was a, uh, a all conference player out there Western Kentucky. Uh, also you know very familiar with Zach Kitley and his uh, and his play style. And then right guard Dennis Wilburn. Uh, center last season, you know, uh, returning this year, you know, he's he was a a walk on from junior college. Came here, was on, you know, got put on scholarship this past season. He started every game last season. I mean, he was he's just been a a presence and a force to be reckoned with. And I feel like his body style, his body type, is definitely built more for a guard uh, uh, listed at six three, three hundred twenty pounds. Definitely going to be a, um, I feel like much better at that guard position. Definitely get lower on those kind of smaller uh, defensive tackles that you might have, and also has the weight to, you know, to back that up. And of course, uh, right tackle, the senior Caleb Rogers. Uh, played left tackle last season, and Monroe Mills was the right tackle last season, just switching them out. That was something that Joe McGuire made very apparent. Um, even I think going into the bowl season, he said, like, this would be the lineup. And of course, that tight end got Mason Tharp and then Baylor Cup as well. Um, uh, being the uh, you know, just being the you know six foot nine, two hundred seventy pounds, got up to two seventy now, dude. Like that's that's crazy thing. And then a uh, Baylor Cup, you know, at uh, at six six, two hundred fifty pounds as well. Um, you know, those those are gonna be two guys that are hard defense, gonna be mismatched nightmares throughout it, and they uh, throughout uh, should be and everybody and everybody just just difficult ass guys to cover. And of course, with their size, they're basically extra offensive linemen at that point. So you know they can they yeah. can block. Um, my you know, the, and that is kind of my uh, uh, kind of something I, w- I would like to see improve was the run blocking by both Mason Tharp and uh, Baylor Cub because it wasn't really all that all that great last year. And you know, say what you will about the offensive line and their pass protection, like they were actually pretty good at opening up holes for running backs. Uh, of course, you can also relay that to we have really good running backs and they can you know find holes and exploit them pretty well. Um, yeah. So you know that's also an argument that you could that you could make there. But I would like uh, to run blocking um, uh, uh, run blocking get better, guys. I'm gonna open up to you. Uh-huh. I think um, I went right. Offense wise, let's go. Offense wise, yes. To be honest with you, it's it's very it's it's a very easy one. Like you said, it's it's gonna be for the most part. I think um, where you're probably gonna end up getting. Uh, you're wrong. Your your wrong assessments of people at certain positions probably gonna be a wide receiver and O line, and that's solely because the best wide receivers will get on the field that day, whoever that yeah. group is. And the O line, I don't know, man. O line is such a weird position now in in college and the NFL. Like as far as O linemen getting developed and actually uh, forming chemistry with their fellow um, O-linemen that are also starting with them. It takes a while before those units start to actually kind of come alive together. Not to mesh you know, with you them, can, you know, yeah. yeah, you know what I mean? And that's kind of why I think our run blocking got better as the season got on, just because, A, we were actually, you know, running the ball a little more, and B, <laughs> some of those guys actually were actually, you know, um, playing together. It had been a couple of weeks since they had, you know, been communicating. And that's pretty important because uh, – the the O line is its own little its own little chess Bam. match in itself, right? So yeah. like it's a it's very difficult when you keep having uh, interchangeable O linemen because people are getting hurt. You know what I mean? And that's really just gonna be the biggest the biggest concern for our O linemen because they uh, I when I look at our O linemen, it's experience across the board, right? It's whether or not they stay healthy, and that's really the name of the game for most college football teams when it comes to the alignment can they stay healthy and if they can once they mesh the team's going to be better like and that, that's kind of my outlook on that one so i think you're hitting the mark on the alignment right i just i don't know if we'll stay healthy and that's why i think that lineup will end up changing regardless the wide receivers yeah, yeah that's kind of a up in the air i guess the uh, 
the one thing I, I got to present to you, Jonah, who's who do you think is going to get my my Dylan Cantrell soft hands of the year this year, man? Oh, Dylan Cantrell got soft soft hands, hands award, man. Ooh, that's that's do a good it. one. If I it. if I had to make a bet, if I had to make a bet, I'm gonna say. Look, Miles Price is going to move those chains. It's going to be Miles he Price is. this year. He is. You think it's Miles yes. Price? I think it's going to be Miles Price. He's going to move the chains. He's going to be that Dylan Cantrell player of the year or soft hands of the year. Um, or free man. You know what? I, I would say yeah. I would say Miles Price. I don't want that to be um, you know, to be the only guy you look at, but I definitely uh think that he's he's going to move the chains for us this year. What 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 about you, Nesto? You got a a chain mover, a Cole Beasley type player that you like on our football team that, that's what i mean by dylan cantrell soft soft hand award yeah kind of like a Cole beasley julian uh, yeah. Less man, I, have, you know. I have a hard time pronouncing the name uh fungi or Luke fungi? Fungi? Say that. Luke, yeah Luke, Luke fungi. i like him yeah yeah he's a step. yeah i think nice, he'll really man. move the sticks a lot he's really good i think he'll take a step up this year Awesome. I think so too. He had a lot of big moments last season. Between him and Bradley, it was pretty cool. So um, they had a lot of big plays between the both of them. And they, they came in spurts. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, I'd say Bradley had more of a consistent outing week to week, but uh, they, it came in spurts, the big plays. And um, yeah, looking forward to it because those boys, can, th- them boys can catch them balls. Pause. But they can catch them <laughs> for balls. No, this is a no yeah. pause podcast. No pause, pause. <laughs> um, I'd actually—that's actually who I would uh, try to give that award to. If I, if I, if I had a, if I'm a betting man, I actually think it'd be Bradley that um, Bradley. ends up moving the sticks for. I us think he'll be our best receiver. Not. I think he'll be. I like the most receiving yards and maybe most touchdowns. Out of I of think, but as far as I that think, guy that fits that Dylan Cantrell, um, you know, a uh, kind of threshold, I think it's going to be. I think it's gonna be a uh, Miles Price, man. You think it'll be Miles Price? You think the, the thing about Miles Price is that man's just so electric. You get him the ball and he could take it to the house, which is you know, yeah, he's good. Something, dude. He's good. something, man. Maybe that should be the Jakeem Grant Award. I don't know, fucking yeah, who, maybe. Who, who, who's the 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 spark the the spark starter on offense, right? You know what I mean? To me, yeah, I, I would say that's definitely Miles. Personally, I like Sparkman too. JJ is kind of nice. You got some nice. Yeah, really good. Too. Very ranged too. You know, he's uh, listed at six four. You know, big mm-hmm. guy, big target. You yeah. Know, I mean, we got a lot of big targets on this uh, on this team this year, man. I mean, Jaren yeah. Bradley six yeah. five, Luke Fungi six four, Jump Ball City baby. Can't wait to see mm-hmm. it, Jump Ball City. Hey, will doubt, we man. actually throw to our tight ends in the red zone? Find out on next week's episode of Dragon Balls. No, I'm joking. But seriously. <laughs> We, I think, I think our tight ends had less than three touchdowns in total last season. Well, you know, Mason Tharp was hurt. Someone got fact, hurt a little bit later on the season. Someone fact check me on that. I don't want to hear that, man. You know, Baylor Cup did step up, and Henry Teeter is actually pretty good too. Henry Teeter wasn't too bad. Baylor Cup stepped up for a game, for a game, important game, but for a game. (laughs) (laughs) Um. But yeah, Nesta got any comments on my uh, starting uh, offensive uh, offensive lineup there, man? Oh, I just think Baylor Cup starts over Tharp. I think he'll be the main guy. Yeah, really. Yes, sir. Interesting. Hmm. Okay, that's a hot take, man. I like and, the hot uh, take from Nesto. Let's go. I guess it just depends on what they and, want. Um, I don't know what they're gonna do with Xavier White. I I think last year he played a little bit of receiver, and like is he even I on guess, the team still? Yeah, graduate out, or is he still on the team? I thought he graduated out last season. I kind of forgot about him, to be honest with you. But, uh, yeah, I kind of wish they put him at running back. Man, he was he was good at he was you know, good. Yeah, finding yeah. those little crevices and exploding off any open hole. So he was kind of our go-to for the jet sweep. To be honest with you, for a lot of the yeah. plays. So him I and, think he'll, uh, he'll be in there. He'll be there. Making plays if he gets on the field when he gets on the field. <laughs> well, all right. I guess we'll go ahead and uh, move on to the defensive side. So, projected 2023 defensive starters. Uh, this one's pretty easy. However, some part I'm just kind of unknown about. Like, I, I just, I, I, I could piece it together, but like, it's just, I'm not going to see it until I see it. You know what I mean? And I know, like, I'm going to be wrong mostly on this side of the ball. 
All right, so defensive tackle, Tony Bradford Jr., pretty easy. Been a four-year starter, going to be a fifth-year starter, easy. Nose tackle, Jalen Hutchings. You know, he's a preseason All-Big 12 uh, selection. I believe Jeremy Bradley's also boy. preseason as well. Easy. Big guy, going to clog that. Big hawk. Him and, uh, him and Tony Bradford Jr. have a great chemistry together. They've been playing with each other for a very long time. They are going to be uh, just you know forces to be reckoned with. And defensive end, kind of replacing the Tyree Wilson on the team, it's going to be Miles Cole. You know, uh, very, very rangy. He's got, uh, apparently, he's got longer arms than lanky Tyree guy, Wilson man. did. Lanky and, guy. Uh, very, yeah, very lanky guy. About the same size, about an inch shorter, but he's about, like, I think, 10 pounds heavier. Uh, so he's about like 6'5, I think, like, 280, 285 pounds, kind of in that range. It's wild because he looks smaller yeah. than Tyree, but well, he's like longer. he's an inch shorter, he's but like he's, he's bigger. Like he's yeah, he's longer and he's bigger though. Like it's, uh, you know, doesn't mean better, but definitely means uh, he's, he's got some size on size to him. And uh, if our just go ahead and say it, Jonah. Help, so, yeah. just go ahead and say it, bro. He's gonna we'll be better. He's <laughs> gonna be better, man. Look, I'm uh, you know sack season, man. Ten sack season. That's what I want out of that. Ten kid. sack season. season. Ten sack season. We haven't guy. we we haven't had a ten sack season since which year, ladies and gentlemen? Anybody for a Texas Tech player? Anybody? I feel Nobody? like you've done this trivia before on me. I have done this trivia. That's why hey, I'm I forgot. Like, Come on, damn. There you go. Twenty fourteen. Twenty fourteen, lad. There you go. Boom. Got it. I remember shit. Jonah had it. Right? <laughs> I got learned yeah. up pretty good there at Texas Tech. Yeah. There you go, son. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, 10 sack season, maybe. I don't know. I mean, hopefully. Miles Cole, you're calling interior, it. You're calling it. You're going to manifest With the interior that. D line? With the interior D line? How, how stout they're supposed to be? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I can see it. I can see it. Okay. Yeah, because I mean, defensive line, we have good problems on defensive line. And I mean, like, we have so much good talent in that room. And it's it's kind of wild that we're only going to do a three down front. You know, like, that's it's really wild to me. You know, we have so hey, much man, talent. It's like, why don't you do a four down front? The rotation. Front? The rotation. Yeah, you know? yeah. You got to keep them fresh. got to keep them fresh. Absolutely. Man. Absolutely. Plus, but, uh, moving, on, offense in college. moving on to the linebacker group. Outside linebacker got Steve Linton, the transfer from Syracuse this year. Um, you know, it, it was very mm-hmm. hard for me to put that one in there because I really like Josiah Pierre's progression late late in the last season, especially uh-huh. in the bowl game. I also really like uh, Isaac Smith. I think he's going to get a lot of reps at that position as well. Um, you know, I mean, there's, there's just so many people you could put there. You know, Robert Wooten's kind of kind of hanging around, kind of just sitting there too. I mean, there's so many great players you could on, on this team that you could put in that position and still have a lot of success with. But I think Steve Linton will shine above them though. And there's a reason okay. he transferred to Texas Tech because of that. So uh Steve Linton, I got him uh, as the awesome linebacker. Middle linebacker, once again, very um very unknown. I'm gonna put Bryce Ramirez in there as the middle linebacker. Mm. Um I could also see Jacob Rodriguez playing the middle linebacker. I got Jacob Rodriguez as the will linebacker, but I think they're pretty interchangeable. I think you could definitely uh, uh, plug Jacob out there uh, at the will, and you know Bryce in the middle, and then switch him out, and you won't really you know feel the difference. There won't be any difference there, you know. Um, I, and, uh, I, mean, I, I I do like the uh, I do like the redshirt freshman Ty Connor though as a middle mm-hmm. linebacker. I think if you know he continues to progress, I think Ty Connor could definitely get out there and uh, get some get some quality reps. And I uh, you know, he had a really good spring. You know, we heard from McGuire he had a really good spring, and heard from uh, Deruder. Um, you know, raving about Tycona's um Tycona's, uh, uh development over the spring, and I uh I really I really I really like him. I think he could be um he he could be plugged in there at the middle linebacker, and we'll and we'll see him this year, no doubt, no doubt. But getting on to our DB group, uh, corner I got Malik Spag. Dunlap, and, no fly zone baby, yes, <laughs> no fly Malik zone Dunlap baby, and Rashad Williams at corners. Both of them six foot three, six, six three corners. Three, they can match up on anybody. Um, you know, it's yeah, it, it will be a no fly zone. It's gonna be, you know, like you, you could plug a six, you know, yeah, sure, you might have a what's, you know, six foot five receiver, but you got a uh-huh. six three corner. It, it, it doesn't really make a difference. Looking know? at you, Quinn and Jefferson. You got locked up, baby. Looking at you, Quinn. And <laughs> Jefferson. I'm sorry. Uh forgive me. My bad. TCU. Yeah, y'all suck. Um <laughs> <laughs> Quinn Johnston, by the way. Or Johnson, whatever. It didn't matter. It didn't matter. He got <laughs> didn't matter at up. the end, did it? He got locked up, boy. Um, but uh free safety, <laughs> I got Dejon Taylor Demerson, got Rabbit there. Uh strong safety, Tyler Owens. I hope 
that Tyler Owens gets a game-winning interception against his former team, UT, at the very end of the season, sending the <laughs> Longhorns to the SEC with a loss of Texas Tech. I'm manifesting that right now. Let's get it. <laughs> And watch his Texas Tech ticket uh, to the Big 12 championship. <laughs> and then uh, Spur, I got CJ Baskerville to transfer from San Diego State. So, yeah, that's uh, that's my uh, projecting lineup. Guys, oh. got, any, uh, got any thoughts about it? I done lost the phone. I really think uh, Josiah Pierre starts. I do, uh, too. Pierre starts that's, over Steve That's Lennon? Honestly, I think, yeah. uh, I think, I think Rogers, uh Pierre – um, I think they both start. I, I think somehow they get into the lineup uh, as starting linebackers. That's probably the only quarrel I have with your list, Nesto. Um, and as far as our corners go, yeah, I agree with it. That shit's tight. Um, I I can see Malik Dunlap getting benched a couple times. I can't really? see it, though. I do. And that's solely because... Uh, my man could, you know, he bites on the double move sometimes. The one saving grace, though, that both these corners have is that they both are willing tacklers, and that is a great thing to have in any defense, right? If your yeah. corners are getting in, trying to, you know, into the run game, it's fantastic advantage, which is why I think both of them are starting because they, they bring a lot to the run game, man. They they have a mentality like safeties, I would argue. Um, they, they come down for like linebackers. But, <laughs> they, yeah, they come down fast. So uh, running the ball should be difficult against us. But um, yeah, I, I think uh, I think Rogers ends up starting. I think Pierre. He, I think he kind of took that spot, man. Kind of let Rogers? everyone know that. He, talking about yeah, Rogers? I think Rogers and Pierre. Rogers is nice. I think he's the better you mean middle Rogers? linebacker. Wait, wait, who? who? Who's Rogers? Who's Rogers? What, what did I say, Jacob? Jacob? Uh, Jacob uh, Rodriguez? 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 Yeah. Oh, yeah that's shit. what she meant. Okay. Yeah, my bad. Anyways, Jake, I, I feel like he's the better middle linebacker that can cover in the middle. Okay. And Pierre, I just liked him on the outside, man. Last year, he was too. like a I bullet on, on certain plays, man. So, uh, yeah, that kid's that kid's nice. I hope Pierre starts. He, he needs to. He really does. Yeah, me too. That boy fast, bro. He hard. <laughs> good, he, he, remind me, he, he remind me of Jordan Brooks a little bit. Just, uh, I don't know how. Bit. Yeah, kind of like, maybe like an outside linebacker, Jordan Brooks. So, yeah. Like, yeah. If you were playing the outside. Yeah, I mean. Definitely. I mean, he did a you know a really great job. Uh, him and Joseph, um, uh, what was it? At at Adiri, I always I always butcher his last name. At Adiri, at Adire, I I I can't remember his last name. Joseph Adai. No, I think it's Adire, Adire. I I don't remember. I I heard Joe McGuire pronounce it last at the um at the Big Twelve Media Days, but I I just can never pronounce it. So he actually had a really good. Uh, a really good spring this past year, and he did a really him and uh, uh, Josiah Pierre did a really good job filling in for like kind of that Tyree Wilson role as well, and Bryce Ramirez as well too. Uh, when those two went out for the season when they were hurt, so yeah, I mean, I, I definitely see that. I like I said, you know, I wouldn't mind being wrong about that. I just think that you know Steve Linton just has a has a little bit of an edge to him. So, they want to go veteran, veteran heavy on defense. Yeah, yeah I, think, I think it'll be veteran heavy. But uh, yeah, you guys have any other comments on that? Mm, no, not really. Uh, what do we What do we know about our kicker? Kicker <laughs> is most likely going to be Gino Garcia. Um, yeah, what do we know? He's a about transfer Gino? from Houston Baptist. He was on the team last season. Uh, lost the uh, job to he, he. He did kick a did kick an extra point. Well, did miss an extra point as well too. Um, so he, he was on the field last season. He did, he did have a couple of a couple of attempts for us. Uh, but like... Lost the job to Trey Wolf, um, and we we have been spoiled kickers last couple of years, which is something we really haven't been in a while. Is spoiled kickers, uh, but Gino Garcia is going to be that starting kicker for us, and I hope he's good. <laughs> I just hope he's good. <laughs> of course, Austin McNamara going to be the punter for us. Pretty easy. I mean, A Max been awesome. All I know, man, is if we need a kicker, man, tie knots. Put my hat in the ring, baby. <laughs> Come out of retirement. <laughs> We're only one month away from easy money, guys. Favorite easy segment. Brain your groin immediately. Spray my groin immediately. <laughs> oh, that would suck, bro. That would. That's crazy, man. The chance to make millions and you get a cramp. <laughs> <laughs> it's trash. That, uh, and I'll, I'll be releasing my um, my uh, projected starters on Twitter. 
Uh, so you guys can take you your mean for it right there. And you, uh, you can go ahead and attack me. I, I don't mind. I, I welcome the criticism. Um, so, yeah. With that being said, if y'all got no other comments, should we move on to our favorite segment of the week? Should we move a, on to it, guys? A good vibe. Vibe of the week? What's it called? Is that the the, the vibes? Is, the is it called? Is, is that what it's called, buddy? Nesta, what's it called, man? I, I can't hear Zuni. What's it called? It's our good vibes of the week, man. It's oh, the there good it is. Vibes, vibe of the week. All right. So, Zuni or Nesto? Actually, Nesto, you know what? You haven't been here in a while. I'll have you go ahead and lead us off. What is your good vibes vibe of the week? Ooh, we could go a bunch of different routes. Have so many ideas. But I'm actually going to go with Gatorade, Cucumber. Oh, it's very tasty. Uh, I know, right? It, it's just, it, especially when it's ice cold, it, it hits way different. Way different. And, and you know, it's hot. And, and you know, when you're working and you're doing your thing and you're beat and you have that, just that one little sip of that ice cold Gatorade cucumber, man, it just, you can't beat that feeling. It's almost like you almost want to work just to get that feeling. <laughs> <laughs> just bust ass in the hot sun just to get that, get that sip of that Gatorade cucumber, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it goes down really smooth, easy to drink, tastes good. I mean, what more could you ask for in a sports drink, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I like that one, man. That's, that, that's a good one. That's a solid one. Good vibes. Good vibes there, man. Zuni, man. What's the good vibes out of the week, buddy? Good vibe. Vibe of the week. Uh, discoveries, man. Discoveries. I say, well, whenever you know you're going out about your day and you learn something new, just that you're discovering some new things, that's always fun. Particularly, uh, discovery for me is um, I'm about to get real nerdy, guys. But I mean, we uh, uh the, I don't know if y'all have heard of the the James Webb, you know, the telescope, the one that NASA had sent out pretty pretty recently. Those are pretty cool discoveries that that telescope is making man the pictures that they're taking of the universe are pretty tight we're actually seeing surfaces of of moons on like saturn now because of this telescope so i'm gonna go with discoveries man knowledge all that all that stuff specifically this uh this telescope i think it was like 20 years in the making of them trying to come up with you know the design for it and and the actual budget for it too because so that that actually be my good vibe vibe of the week, man. Appreciate some uh, some uh, good news every once in a while, guys. James you know, Webb Telescope. Yeah, there's some bad. You know, lately I feel like whenever you, you listen to the news, it's always some bad shit going on. You know what I mean? Like I feel like yeah, some of the, really- the you know the nicer stuff, like you know, nice cool galaxy yeah, photos. Pictures space, of Nebula man. right here. Yeah, cool. yeah, like yeah. it's cool, man. <laughs> That's actually like something that's out there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Aliens are real, by the way. That, that that was the full yeah. circle. I know it's life. been going around. Aliens uh, are real. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, we all knew they were. It's just like, have they visited here? That was the big question. I feel like the yeah. answer is yes. They have. They have. Without a doubt. So, Without a doubt. So, so that would be my good vibe vibe of the week. Just uh, looking for good news. Yeah. You know okay. I mean? Just finding Sweet. finding 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 good news. That's like almost positive. You know what I mean? Good good positive, positive heartwarming. Like, just leading to advancements, you know, in our society as a species. Cause I think that's tight, man. Cause um, we're, we're watching history, like being made in front of us. We're watching live. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and that's cool. So it's awesome, uh, let's bro. pay attention, pay attention to some of the good things, man. You know what I mean? It's a great, good vibe, man. I love, I can love, Thanks, I love man. that. Dude. I can definitely vibe with that. Always good to stay, uh, stay in tune a little bit. It makes you feel, uh, it's a little smarter, you know, definitely gives you some uh, topics to bring up like in a conversation at a party. Absolutely. Like that, some man. Icebreakers there, you know, definitely, uh, definitely provides that, uh, provides that content. And so, yeah, I, I, I like that, man. I, I definitely vibe with that. Definitely vibe with that. Appreciate man. it. Yeah, for sure. So my good vibes vibe of the week is uh, going to be in the realm of TV shows. Um, specifically doing something that not really, I feel like a ton of people do with TV shows, especially really, really long TV shows that go like, you know, many, many seasons in and being able 
and really my good vibes is going to being able to go through virtually all the episodes and seeing and being able to say like, Hey, I saw every single episode of that. So I have seen every single episode of supernatural. I saw it actually when it came out, it's 15 seasons long. Each season's about 22 Jeez. episodes in well over 300 <laughs> episodes. I've seen every episode of that, but that's not the show I'm referring to. The show I'm referring to is actually one that's, it's a bit nerdy kind of in our universe, you know, me using that universe, a uh, show called one piece. I'm sure oh, if you're an anime fan, you've heard of it. Oh, my God. I am currently 737 episodes in. Golly. And Lord I don't regret nothing. a single second I've spent on it. It's actually a oh. phenomenal uh, show. If you're thinking 737 episodes, that's that's got to be the end of it, right? Oh, no, my friend. Jesus Christ. Oh, no. They are over a 1,000 episodes in total. And I think they're on like a 1,083 or something right now. Yeah, but Jonah's halfway there, exact, guys. Uh, the exact uh, total of, of number of episodes is, but I still have about 300 more to go. <laughs> Did you just get bored? Is that like, what sparked your interest just to like, you know what? I'm going to watch one piece. Like did you just get really, bored? it was, it was that Why? it was bragging rights. It was being able to say like, Hey, I'm able to watch a thousand episodes of this anime when nobody else really would. Now I do skip all the filler, but here's the thing about one piece. They don't have very many filler episodes. They really don't. They got like, like where I'm at, they maybe have 50 of the 700 I've watched. That's not bad at all. You know? Bleach, yeah. So, yes, I would say that. That is my good vibes. I was going so deep into a TV show. And by the way, I have not, like I, I say this, I have not regretted it. This is a fantastic show. I absolutely love it. It's coming to live action on August 31st on Netflix. And uh, I really hope um, the live action series does the anime justice. Um, probably won't, but look forward to it nonetheless. You know, you know what's funny is that the production of this anime, I mean, this uh, not this anime, but the but the show, the live action show, each episode costs more than Game of Thrones to film. So yeah, they wonder, spent eighteen million dollars uh, per episode. Game of Thrones only spent fifteen million dollars. So and a lot of that's you know, like the live action, the CGI, the uh, visual effects, everything like that. So. Uh, which it does require a lot of, and so you know, if that really CGI that is worse than a YouTube like fan made video, golly, how does that happen? <laughs> some how of it is, happen? some of it is, yeah. Golly, uh, how does that happen? You know, you know what? Maybe I'll get around to watching One Piece because we're gonna have the whole writer's strike, right? I mean, they're currently in the writer's strike, you know what I mean? So, yeah. Good. I might have to go back and watch some old shows, fellas, because uh, yeah, I mean, like highly recommend One or... Piece. It's easy to watch. Uh, very entertaining. Uh, it's it's really more of a comedy than it is a drama. I will say. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's uh, it's fun. Of, great characters. A lot of, of the world building is second to none in this show. And so, yeah, I mean, I love it. Out of curiosity, John, you mentioned Supernatural earlier. Yes, sir. Fifteen plus seasons. Did it consistently have twenty two episodes each season, or did they start to go down there to like was, 10, 15, There was 14? one episode. There was one season that had sixteen, and that was it, that was season three. Um, outside, and that was actually due to the writer strike back then. I think that was in like oh seven oh eight. Crazy. Uh, so it was due to the writer strike back then. So it only went sixteen episodes in that season. But every other season after that, yeah, twenty two, twenty three episodes. Season. Kind of, that's kind of unheard of nowadays with episodes going yeah, past. Yeah past 11 12 episodes man it's kind of crazy just uh yeah, just sure. a thought i had <laughs> kudos to them wrong, kudos but... to them for uh finishing out strong with you know 22 episodes at the end i mean game of thrones <laughs> went from 10 7 6 <laughs> what <laughs> huh what yeah now you could have drug this out a little bit into a this little bit a better oh, note right bit. yeah you could have you could have dragged it out probably a whole ass other season but whatever it's not that no, doubt, no doubt <laughs> i just found that interesting not a lot of shows you know but yes 10. i think that will go ahead and conclude our good vibes vibe of the week segment zuni any trivia for me uh yes and no it's gonna be more of a of a guessing game again for you because i just like to see jonah's brain and see where he's at all right buddy so I got here a list of teams that have uh, the past 10 years and their home records, right? And I want you to tell me if you can guess um, uh, how many teams um, are not a part of the Power Five that are in the top 10. How many? Yeah. So, for example, right, 
Home records. I'm gonna make it. Yes, home records. I'm gonna give you the easiest one, right? Bama has one of the best home records. You yeah, know, in a very long course. time, right? Of course, you know what I mean. Uh, nothing, nothing crazy. So there. non-power five. Non-power five. There are I'm a couple say... of schools in there that are non-power five that have won consistently at home. How many, by the way? Just out of curiosity, I wonder, I wonder if I can guess. I wonder if I guess them all. How many uh, non-power five? Yeah, there are actually three teams. Okay, in three. The, in the past ten years, there have been three non-power five uh, uh, conference teams that have had a a, a top ten home record in, okay. in all of college football. So. There you okay. Go. Do that. Gotcha. Do, do, do that with gotcha. you, uh, Jonah. You're more, uh, Jonah. Uh, you're more than welcome to take a guess at it too, lad. There, there I'm gonna are say, teams in there, I, I'm, I'm gonna say one that I'm very confident. In. I'm gonna say Boise State is in there. Boise State is in there. Jonah Sweet. is correct. Boise Sweet. State at number nine, fellas. Past ten years, Boise State fifty-one and eleven at home. They went at home. They went at Absolutely. home. Absolutely. Past ten years, okay. okay. Past ten years, lad. Past ten years. Uh, I I want to say like uh, is, is UCF in there because I feel like that's kind of one on the on the gray UCF area. is not in there. Okay, UCF okay. Is not I'm about to say I feel like that's kind of a gray area right there, especially because they're about to be power five. They close, close, but yeah, they're okay. not top ten. Okay, and um, field. I would say I'm gonna go raging Cajuns. Raging Cajuns, Louisiana. Eh? Wow. Nope. No, not, really. They're not in the top ten. Mm. For, uh, Damn. Okay. Um. Oh, I got one. They, they better be in there. Is it Toledo? Toledo is not. Are you in kidding there, me? No, nope, really? I'm not kidding you. I'm being, I'm being serious. I finally got one that Jonas stumped on, ladies and gentlemen. Like, no, I'm gonna keep guessing. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try to keep guessing until I can. How many? Okay. How many guesses? How many guesses? Um, I feel like one of them. Uh well, you know what? There's there's two for sure. One of them's kind of in a gray area because they're not a part of any conference. What are you talking all, about? So Notre Dame, kind of Notre Dame. Notre Dame, man. Come on, dude. Notre Dame. No, Notre Come on, Dame. Dame. Come on now, man. You can't, you yeah, can't be like saying that. That was, that was a layup. Come on. They aren't a part of a, of a conference. Okay, so, so yes, that. they're not a power five team. But I'm thinking, you said group of five, though. I said power five. No, you said you said not you said non or I guess you said non power five. Okay. Non power five conferences. So okay. Yes, they're not power five. They're they're in the ACC, bro. Come there you on. go. Let's, let's there you go. Boise State, Notre Dame. They're not in the ACC. Don't give me that. They don't. Boise State, Notre Dame. Dame. The last one. We'll give you two more tries, Jonah. I. Nesta, if you want to, Toledo's trivia not question, in there. Do you want to guess the one big twelve? Is, is it is that it has a, a top ten home record? Is 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 it an actual? Is was is or were they an independent? They are not an independent. No, they okay. are actually a part of a conference. A group of five conference. conference? Uh, I wouldn't say a group of five. Well, so are, they, are, are they not part of a group of five conference? Uh, oh, you know what? Appalachian State. I'm going to go with them. There you go. There you Boom. Go. That's, Let's go. That's the one. I would have never State. guessed that. Sorry, that, that <laughs> just clicked that? me right there. <laughs> I didn't want to give it away. <laughs> oh, but, hey, good, good shit, Jonah. Good shit. You were kind of slimy bad. with that Notre Dame one, though. I'm just going to say. Oh, I it was kind of slimy. <laughs> nah, whatever, man. They're not a part of a conference. So, yes, Boise State, Appalachian State, Notre Dame, not a part of a Power Five conference. Okay. Um, yeah. And uh, Appalachian State is actually has a higher home record than um than both those teams. Interesting. I'm joking. Interesting. I'm joking with you. Hmm. Uh, oh, Notre Dame. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm messing with you. Notre Dame has one more win than Boise State at 52 and 11. Appalachian State is uh, 47 and 8 at home. Um, just and uh, you know they're on the 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 latter half of the 10. The the it's very top heavy with um certain conferences. I'm curious if y'all could guess um two through four though. No, two through well, four. We'll save it for no. next week. Save it for next week. Yeah, they might study. You might get a new trip. No, no, I won't. I won't. I won't. I promise. Okay. If you say so. All right. You got any uh, got any final thoughts or shout outs, boys, before we go ahead and wrap this one up? Uh, so shout out my cat. Um, 
Shout out to the boy Nesto. Finally made it out of deportation. I know. Absolutely, um, dude. Oh, wow. I made it. Um, Yeah, man. Goddamn. <laughs> Spurs are winning the, the NBA championship. Let's go. And that's it, really. No doubt. Yeah, no doubt. No. <laughs> I doubt it. I, I doubt it. Don't say that. Don't say that, man. Where's the fate? Jeremy. Jeremy Show Showhand is gonna get himself a three point shot this year. Oh my god! Imagine, bro. Imagine, It'd be lethal. It'd be, it'd be lethal. We gonna turn that boy around like we did Kawhi. <laughs> okay. Well, anyways, thank y'all so much for tuning in. We really appreciate you guys listening. Remember to keep the vibes high, keep the guns up. For Nathan Zuniga, Nesta Martinez, I'm Joni Young. Saying so long, and we'll see you next time here on the Lone Raider Podcast. Bye-bye.